Hi there, my name is Miriam, and I'm the host of the motivational Miriam Talks podcast. By day, I work as a quantitative analyst for a financial institution. For the longest, I've always enjoyed uplifting people, especially when they were down. I decided to create this podcast so that I can inspire and motivate people to live their life to the fullest without any regrets. Every week, I talk about subjects that will either teach you something or motivate you to do something. Welcome to my podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. This is episode 5. In today's episode, we are talking about some of my struggles and failure stories during my undergraduate studies. I chose this topic because all of us experience failure in our lives. And when we fail, usually we tend to believe that things will not get better because we are so caught up in the moment of our failure. And if we are not too careful, we start to think of ourselves as a failure, right? And so I, I, I wanted to really share with you some of my failure stories and I'm hoping that it can encourage some of you to keep going and to not give up. So let's get into it. I think failure actually, it's not fun, right? I think when you fail at something, because of the way we think, uh, we are all humans. We want what we want at the time we want it. So when we fail at something, it really hurts us a lot. And we can start to think of ourselves as not good enough. Or sometimes we even get mad at God, like, okay, why, why did I feel like this? Why people are able to do this and me, I'm not able to do this, right? And I think also we start to feel so anxious because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't have that knowledge of the future. And I think not having that definitely, it makes us even more sad or it makes us even more anxious about the whole idea of failure but I do feel like sometimes we fail because it, it was part of our destiny to fail because whatever is coming for us next we have to be prepared for that and I feel like sometimes we are failing but it's more like a preparation of what's coming for us next in order for us to really uh, succeed in the future we need that that failure moment so that we can get up again and really keep working so i was like i wanted to share with you this story of mine i remember when i got here in the u.s in 2015 i was really trying to improve myself i was trying to improve my english i also wanted to improve my resume also i was trying to understand the whole educational system in the u.s so i quickly realized that in the u.s people can go to school they can have a side job they can have an internship so they do all of this at the same time and that really helps them build their, their resume but in my country People usually go to school and then when they finish then they look for internship or jobs, right? So it was really different for me and, and I was just trying to understand so that I could quickly adapt to how things work in the US. Once I realized that in order for me to build my resume, I would have to get some work experience. So I decided to apply for on-campus job. So guys, listen, here in the US, 
there are two different types of job on campus. There's these jobs where you can be at your job and you can do your work as well as doing your homework uh, that you have to do for class. And then there are other jobs that can require more physical effort where basically you cannot really do other things except your work. I really wanted to get the first option. Therefore, I started to apply for on-campus jobs, right? But I was able to realize that my resume wasn't really attractive to employers and it was I, I understand why you know i didn't have much in my resume and that made sense so at some point i applied for different jobs and i was able to get one offer which was at the cafeteria okay so i realized that actually the pay was pretty good comparing to other on-campus jobs but i understood that when i started to work there <laughs> uh, and also the interview was really simple like since it was a job where you would be staying in the kitchen helping people there so they were not really looking for any type of experience i think they were more looking for someone who had a good work ethic and someone who was willing to help so you know I think all of us can fit in that profile, right? So the first day came, I went to work. I think it was like 6 a.m. when I left my apartment, I went to work. Now, on my first day, I was asked to cut some fruit and I was in the kitchen doing all of this. Then at some point, I started to, I realized that my vision was getting blurry. So I was like, wait, what's happening here? So I couldn't really see clearly. And I and I felt I, I felt weak, honestly. I was like, wait, what's happened to my body, you know? And so my supervisor came to me and then he asked me, you know, I, you know, are you okay? Then I told him how I was feeling. Then he asked me to just, you know, step out of the kitchen for a little while, right? So I went out and then he asked me if I ate something before he started my shift. And I was like, oh no, I didn't. Then he told me that actually since the shift, it's like five or six hours because of the heat in the kitchen. If you don't eat, it's not really good because it's going to make you, you know, you can pass out because I was about to pass out that day. <laughs> it was funny, but that was my first day and I was about to pass out. So I was thinking, wow, can I even do this job? Because not only you stand for five or six hours, which, which can give you easily back uh, backache issues, but I, I still did that because I knew that I wanted to do this job in order for me to gain some work experience. You know, it, it was not really in my field of interest, but I felt like it would help me build my work ethic. So that's really why I wanted to do this job. And every time I was walking in downtown Atlanta to go to work in six at 6 a.m., I guess I was always telling myself that one day I would be somewhere doing something great. You know, I didn't know what, but I, I knew that so one day my efforts were going to pay. One great benefit of working there is that you get to eat free food. So you guys, if you like food, <laughs> I think that job was really great. They, they had all kinds of food. They had like dessert and ice cream. I mean, it was really great. I never had a time. I was always rushing to my classes, so I could, I could barely eat all the food I wanted to eat. During my last semester of 2016, right, I I was really, really busy. I was doing a lot at the same time. First, I was taking about six, cl six classes because I wanted to finish my undergrad degree by May 2017. If you are in the US, you guys know what it means when you take six classes. You basically have no life. In addition to my coursework, I was also working 16 hours on campus. And then third, 
I also was involved on different on-campus organization where I was, I had like a leadership roles in two of them. And for the others, I was just a regular member. During the last year of undergrad, that's the time we have to decide whether we want to go straight to grad school after our graduation or whether we want to take uh, some time off to gain some work experience. And guys, listen, your girl was very ambitious. <laughs> I really was. I wanted to go to Oxford. So I wanted to go to the University of Oxford and I started to look online, you know, what to do, how do I get there? And the first step to apply for those programs it is to pass uh, the graduate exams, which can be either GMAT or GRE. Now, GMAT usually it's harder than GRE because GMAT it's a more adaptive test where your every time you answer a question, the next one, the next question is gonna be determined by your answer to the previous one. So basically, if you answer this question right, the next one will be a bit uh, ha harder, and if you answer a question wrong, then ne the next one will be a bit uh, less harder because they're trying to get a sense of what your level is. However, when it comes to the GRE, the test is not adaptive, so that's much easier. Now, when I did my research, it turned out that those schools, they like people who have higher GMAT scores. So even though I knew it was harder, I was like, let me try to do, to do the GMAT. And so keep in mind that entire semester, I decided to, to dedicate about 20 hours every week to work on my GMAT. And I was doing all of this, right? And so that was so insane because how do, like, I don't even know how I was able to do that, but I had no lives, okay? My weekends, I was working, and I was even following a schedule where when I wake up in the morning, like, I actually wrote down everything. Like, from 6 a.m. to this time, I'm praying. For this time to this, I'm having breakfast. And from this time to this, I'm taking a break. Like, everything was really scheduled. I think it was so insane. And also, that same semester, I was applying for internship, right? So it was really a lot that, that I was doing at the same time, but I was convinced that everything that I was doing was going to pay off one day. I went through my semester, you know, it wasn't easy, but again, like I say, I was uh, super determined to accomplish all of my goals. The same semester, uh, I was taking one class for the exam P. So those of you who are, are doing actual science major in the US, you guys are familiar with that. So the exam P basically, it's part of one of the exams that you that you have to take if you're trying to get certified for actual people so i was taking that class and i also registered for the exam p but to be honest with you i didn't study much for that exam but i just wanted to go try it as well okay so the semester you know went its way it was hard but whatever i was able to get good grades so i was really happy now the day before I went to take the GMAT exam. Guys, I was so tired. Usually, people advise not to study uh, the day before of the, of the exam because, you know, you're supposed to rest, you're supposed to go have fun. But listen, that day I was stressed, I was anxious, and I was really tired. And I remember I went to bed, but it felt like my entire body was tired. Like, I could hear my body breathe. That's how tired I was at that time. 
in the end, I kept waking up multiple times during the night. I think honestly, that was a sign that this whole GMAT exam was not going to go well. But anyway, the day came in, I went to the testing center. And during the entire exam, I felt so tired. There were some questions that I didn't even fully read because I just didn't care. I, w I just wanted to be done and go home because I was really, really tired. Like I was sleeping probably like five hours per day. And so you can imagine how tired I was during this entire semester. I think this was a semester where I felt like I was literally burnt out because I was doing too much at the same time, right? But I finished my exam and I saw my score. <laughs> Do you guys want to know how much I score? Drum roll, please. I got 520 out of 800, I believe. Or maybe 515. I think I was supposed to be mad, but like I was supposed to be sad. But I look at my score and I took my stuff and I went home. When I got home, the first thing I did was sleeping like i went to bed i slept because i knew that i wanted to sleep for so long and now that the semester was done uh, that's what i wanted to do now i wasn't really ready to face my life like I, I like i wasn't really ready to try to think about what's what's going to happen next because i knew that my last semester was also going to be busy and this is why i wanted to pass the gmat so that i, I was on track to apply for graduate programs in fall 2017 but after the semester ended, I went to see my cousin in Virginia. So I was really excited about going to see her because it would mean like, you know, I was taking a break and I didn't have to think about what I was going to do when I came, when I come back, right? So I went there, we had a good time, we ate some good food, we also took a good picture. It was really nice. Since nothing lasts forever, especially fun times, the semester was about to start, so I came back to Atlanta. Now I had to think about what I was going to do. So basically, all this time, I did not even cry about the GMAT thing. I, I guess I wasn't too sad about it because I was just tired. So the, the semester began then. I had to think about what I was going to do, right? So I was thinking about redoing the GMAT, so like retaking it in. Because, because you have this option. Then... I realized that I, with all my my classes that I, I think I had again six classes again, I just couldn't do it. It was just too hard. So I decided not to do it. Right? I was like, okay, let me think about something else. So I decided to try the GRE. As I was starting for my GRE, I also realized that I could not because it was taking me too much time, and I was still looking for internship. So. I really couldn't find a time to do all of this. This entire situation took a toll on me because first of all, I was not going to be able to go to Oxford, right? <laughs> and I also wasn't getting any luck at those job interviews because I wasn't getting any job offers. If anything, I was getting job rejection all the time. So at that current time, I was not okay because not only I'd failed the GMAT, also, I failed the, uh, the exam P. I couldn't get an internship either. And I wasn't sure how things were gonna go after I graduated from my bachelor's degree. I feel like during those difficult times, depression definitely comes in, but thanks to God and my uh, family support and friends support, I was able to graduate with my bachelor's degree and I got a summa cum laude one with no job offers. <laughs> However, 
things worked out later on and i will talk to you guys about it in a different episode i share this story because i think at that time which happened i believe four years ago right if someone had told me mariam you're gonna go uh, work at bank of america one day in you know in four years i would have been like no way no way what are you talking about you know because i couldn't see what was coming for me i couldn't foresee the future and that's why i was sad i was uh i was depressed and all of that because i didn't really know that good things were gonna come for me if i just continue to work and i just don't give up that's why i wanted to share with you this story because no matter what you are going through right now i want you to believe that great things will come for you if you don't give up on yourself if you just keep working and keep doing what you can when something bad happens to us we only have two choices you either can uh can dwell into that thing and be sad or you can decide to make action to move forward in your life so i want you to really choose a second option and move forward do the best that you can do and understand that things are gonna get better and understand that you are gonna win it may take some time but you are eventually going to win so i hope this story is inspiring to you i hope this story is going to encourage you to keep moving and uh, if it does then i'll be super super happy if you think that someone else should hear my story then feel free to share it with that person and you guys as you know it's always a pleasure to talk with you and to share what i know with you and yeah so if you like this episode you can read my entire podcast and as always guys stay motivated and i will talk to you next time bye guys